Hey guys, I'm Caroline. And I'm Natalie. And we're Easily Distracted, a weekly podcast where no topic is too off-topic. In this episode, I'll be giving you a rundown on what you might have missed this week. And then after that, we'll just be having a little chit-chatting episode with no deep dive for the week. So let's get into it. So, first official thing that we need to talk about this episode is that we picked a new book club book. Yeah, baby, new book club book. So, Caroline, tell us all about it. So, it is called The Wishing Game by Meg Schaffer, or Schaefer, unsure, actually. So, it's just, like, a really fun, magical kind of book. Like, it felt like a good summer book for us to read. Mm -hmm. It's going to be through August 16th, so it'll be a good summer book for us. And it actually just came out, I think, like, end of May. So, it's a very new book. So, we're going to be ahead of the curve, guys. Basically, how... Penguin Random House describes it as, is years ago, a reclusive mega bestseller children's author quit writing under mysterious circumstances. Suddenly, he resurfaces with a brand new book and a -a one-of-a-kind competition, offering a prize that will change the winner's life in this absorbing and whimsical novel. So it follows a woman and she's a teacher and she basically enters this contest. And how I saw somebody describe it on TikTok was... Willy Wonka for adults and book lovers. I love that. Yeah, should be a fun, magical, just fun summer read for us. Yeah, I think it sounds really fun. We tried to like mix up the genre and not just do another like romancy book again. Mm -hmm. And so I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we will discuss that in middle of August. So make sure to pick up the book and get it read before August 16th. And you can send us any of your thoughts on Instagram. Send us a DM. Slide into our DMs for that. Slide into our DMs, baby. Yeah. And we'll read your little review and thoughts on the podcast and discuss it. And if you uh, take a picture of your book, tag us in it too. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we can repost it. Alrighty. So, sis, you want to just get started with what you might have missed this week? Yeah, you know what? I will. Since we're just doing a little chit-chatting episode, we're going to start with that. Literally today, this is hot off the presses, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences made its membership invitation, invitations, am I okay? Invitations, (laughs) (laughs) invitation announcements today. So I didn't really get this, but like the Oscars, you explained this a couple episodes ago too. Yeah, because I was going to say they just made the announcement kind of recently that they got dissolved. So, Well, no, that was not the motion. That wasn't the Academy. That was um, the Screen Actors Guild, right? Or something like that. Oh, yeah. Screen Actors Guild. Maybe not that, but I know it was something for a different award show because this wasn't dissolved but it definitely got some reworking to it so Mm. they send out their invitations every year and so this year they offered an invite to 398 people that were artists and executives or anyone who they say distinguished themselves by contributions made to motion pictures so some of the famous names include austin butler ki hui kwan kiki palmer and None other than Taylor Swift. She got invited this year. Apparently, it was kind of a snub last year. I don't know how much of a snub it was, but apparently some fans thought it was a snub that Mm. she wasn't invited last year because she had the song Carolina nominated for an Oscar. So some people thought that was a little bit of a snub. But she's in it this year. I mean, assuming that they accept. I think 
pretty much all of them do. Okay, so like, but why are they not talking about the real snub that she got by not being invited after her performance in Valentine's Day? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Lorax. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, what... I forgot she was a voice actor in the Lorax, too. Yeah, right? that's what my brain went to. I was like, um, her amazing acting skills in the Lorax. I mean, have you seen her dancing in Valentine's Day, though? Literally. I mean, it's Oscar worthy. So she's been snubbed multiple times by the Multiple Oscars. times, multiple times. But so this 2023 class is now 40% women, 34% of those belonging to underrepresented ethnic and racial communities, and 52% hail from 51 countries and territories outside of the United States. So that brings the total number of overall Academy members to 10,817, which why in my head did I think the Academy was like 10 people? Yeah, wait, that's nuts. I don't know why I thought that it was like a thing that was like you had to get invited to every year. So like that the 398 was the total number of people and not yeah, like just the new people. That's insane. 10,000 over 10,000 people. Yes, but that is 10,817 people with 9,375 of them actually eligible to vote. And that's just due to people dying, people retiring. It's just for like different reasons. Not everybody actually ends up voting, I guess, on things, which is very interesting. I really did not realize that's how it was. I had no idea that's how the Academy worked. Yeah. I mean, that's like a way bigger group than I was expecting. Yeah, me too. Pretty interesting. So, I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were like, they're really trying to make that move to being more inclusive and like making a difference in representation in these, what would you call them? I guess like award shows and stuff. Yeah. Pretty interesting, but they released that today. So ton of people got invitations for it. I think mine must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah. Um, hello? I watch a lot of movies, so... Yeah, we... I love movies. I watched Cheaper by the Dozen and Cheaper by the Dozen 2 this weekend, so... Wow. Where was my invite? (laughs) So, in other news, also today, this happened today, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend welcomed their fourth child, and they announced it on Instagram today. That's a little bit more celebrity-ish news, but I thought it was interesting because I literally found out today by scrolling on Instagram, and I was like, oh... There's a post about it, so I had no idea. And this is their fourth child, and they had the baby by surrogacy. So she shared the story Hmm. of, like, her going through that on Instagram. There are, like, questionable things about Chrissy Teigen. I don't know how much I like her. I used to really be a fan of her, and then a lot of shit started coming out about her, so I'm not really sure how much I actually like her. But I think her, like, this journey for her is very interesting because do you remember a couple years ago, I think it was in, like, 2021 or something she had a stillbirth baby and she like was very transparent and posted about it and like wrote Mm -hmm. this big whole long what would you call that like something it was like an instagram caption or whatever yeah but she also like wrote an article about it and stuff because like oh yeah wait did megan markle do that too did she yeah i think so oh i think it's just like really important to show that side of pregnancy and that side of, I mean, I'm saying this as somebody who has no kids, but I just thought that was really, like, I thought it was really cool to see her say that. And like, I mean, it's very honest and open showing that like, there is that side to it too, you know? Yeah. And that there's different ways that people become parents kind of. Exactly. Yeah. I I think it's just really refreshing to see like 
the transparency in that and like different ways of being a parent. Yeah. So that was announced today. Pretty crazy. So those two things are just hot off the presses. And then this is from last week, but still I really want to see this movie, the new Jennifer Lawrence movie, um, her comedy, No Hard Feelings. It came out last Friday. Have you haven't seen anything about it? No, now I feel like a fraud because I was just like, okay, where's my Oscars nomination? I love movies. Yeah, and, and then here you are not knowing. I didn't even hear of this thing. Oh my god, it looks so funny. So basically she plays a woman who is hired by this guy's parents and the parents basically want their son to like come out of his shell before college and stuff. So she plays a woman that was hired by them to like fake date him. But mm. she's like older and stuff. So I mean, it's kind of met with like some controversy of people are like, that's weird because she's old and stuff. But they say he's like 19 years old and they're like not actually, I don't think they actually like like each other or anything because it's not mm. labeled as a romantic comedy. It's just like a comedy. Interesting. But it looks really funny. And I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence and I just saw her on Hot Ones and she was really funny. Also, like, how many movies, though, have been made of, like, an older man who's with a 19-year-old girl? So it's like, yeah, it's creepy both ways, but, like, really? (laughs) I haven't seen the movie yet, but it came out on Friday, and it has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So Mm. that's a pretty rating to me. Like, I feel like if I am going to watch a movie, I want it to be above a 6.5 on IMDb and then above... 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like around, mm, I could even go for a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, honestly, because people can be really harsh. And I feel like people are just like so critical of movies when it's like, okay, just enjoy it. Like just enjoy it for what it is. That's like one of my things. I just really believe that you should like set the expectation of what you're consuming Mm -hmm. before you have like before you consume it like if you're going to a restaurant don't go to like applebee's and then judge it on like a fancy steakhouse standards Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like i don't know your service might not be as great your service could be way better you know like curb your expectations for places Mm -hmm. and things and movies and whatnot to like what it is you know it's like if i'm going to see a kid's movie i'm not going to be like oh that was so inaccurate let it be fantastical I felt that way when we were watching Cheaper by the Dozen this weekend because I looked up their Rotten Tomatoes and it was like a 30%. I'm like, it's fucking Cheaper by the Dozen. It's about a pair of parents that have 12 kids. Like, come on. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. (laughs) Like, literally, they have a frog that jumps into their eggs at the beginning of the movie. Like, it's not that serious. I always think about the quote from – it's not from Star Wars, but it's from, like, behind the scenes of Star Wars where – I forget the situation, but it's, like, Mark Hamill was, like – questioning i think like how his hair would be dry after they got out of the trash compactor where it was like all wet or something Mm -hmm. like that and then harrison ford was like it's not that kind of movie kid like (laughs) you know basically saying like it's not that serious like i think about that all the time yeah i've seen things like that too i forget if we talk i feel like we talked about this a while ago on another episode but i saw something of the similar vein like when talking about Lord of the Rings, they were saying, oh, like, if you make it lighter at night, how are people going to really know that it's, like, nighttime and stuff? And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's a movie. They're going to know. Like, yeah. you want them to see the characters. So it's, like, just make it a little lighter. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know? It's, like, if you have to suspend reality to make it an enjoyable film to watch, that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's what you missed this week. 
if you couldn't tell, guys, we just kind of wanted to chit chat and we didn't really put <laughs> as much effort into this episode. No, we put so much effort in, guys. We would do anything for you. <laughs> Including taking a lot of personal time to create mediocre content. <laughs> and so here we are. <laughs> so here we are doing the damn thing. So what have you just, let's just start with like our typical little chit-chatting banter. Yeah. So like what, what's been going on in your life recently? Give me some little updates. Yeah, I'll just give you a couple updates. So we've been watching Star Wars. We watched The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi. So we got to watch the next one. I mean, I've seen them, but I haven't seen those ones in a while. We originally started watching the first three, one, two, and three, not the ones from the 70s. But then we were like, you know what? We haven't watched these other ones in a while. So we decided to watch those and they're great movies. Again, I don't know why people are so damn serious with the fucking reviews of them. Oh my God. These are good movies. Like, I'm sorry that not absolutely every fucking little thing lines up to what you want it to be from the old movies. But it's like, okay, those happened 50 years ago. It's not always going to be the same. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. Luke and Leia kissed in the first movie, and then they ended up being brother and sister. Like, what do you want from us? Oh, my God. Okay, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but, like, Star Wars fans suck. Like, <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I, like, saw a comment one time where someone said, like, Star Wars is the only fandom where the har- the people who think they're, like, the most hardcore fans hate it the most. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like... The prequels are good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think people just take it way too seriously. And it's like, dude, they're shooting lasers in space. Like, literally, it's not that of serious. The, it's not that serious. None of the mechanics or physics of it would work. But, like, no. we're just going to, again, but suspend it's our reality. Yeah. And have fun with it. And mm-hmm. pretend that these people in space from apparently a long time ago are shooting lasers at each other. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. So this really goes to prove everything we're saying is why we were not invited to the Academy because it is serious to them. <laughs> I know. To me, I'd be like, okay, best movie of the year, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's so <laughs> fun. And they'd be like, what are you smoking? I'd be like, have you seen Roderick Rules? It's a masterpiece. Let's give our, if we were on the Academy and had to give our like craziest weird like but one of our favorite movies like but a movie we love but like a weird one that we had to nominate for best picture let's think about it okay so the final picks for our now i'm acting like this is a draft but our picks for (laughs) i just got what you're saying like the nfl draft that's what i'm saying natalie and wait i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you're saying either (laughs) our pick for the 2023 carolina natalie best picture (laughs) award goes it's not even 2023 mine is from like 1982 or something okay do you want to go first or me you go first i'm dying to know what yours is i don't know if you've seen this movie when you said from the 80s i was like oh princess bride because i know you love princess bride oh but Princess Bride, like, because this is kind of like for just like a silly we're goofy. Just we're goofy. just being silly gooses right now. But like Princess Bride deserves Oscars. Like that was a movie. That that's was a, a film. That's, that's a, a good, good movie. film. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I love Princess Bride. That's like one of my favorite movies all time. Mm-hmm. But 
this is like my silly, goofy favorite movie is The Labyrinth. Have you heard of that from... Is that the one that has David Bowie in it? Yes. And it's from the same guy, um, Jim Henson or Hanson. Yes. Oh, he does the Muppets. Yes. Yeah. And Fraggle Rock and all that, I think. This is like literally one of just my like weird movies that I just like love, but also it it just holds such a deep place in my heart because I will never forget I was having a sleepover at one of my friend's houses and this was when I was like six or seven or something. Like it was when I was really young and we had um, a babysitter watching us and she played this movie for us because she said that she watched it when she was younger. Like when she was growing up, she watched that mm-hmm. movie. And so we watched it. It was a life altering moment for me because <laughs> I love that movie so much and I've seen it so many times. I just made Kean watch it recently and he was like, what the fuck am I watching? It's a really weird movie, but basically it's about David Bowie being this like warlock prince person in this like magical land where he runs this labyrinth. And then Jennifer Connelly, she is like really young and she hates her younger brother. So she like makes this spell and wishes for this magical warlock dude to take him away. And so then he takes his baby brother, Toby, and he whisks him off to the labyrinth in the castle. And she has to go to the labyrinth and solve this labyrinth to save her baby brother from this weird warlock dude. And then she faces all of these funny characters that are puppets along the way and there's a bunch of singing and it's just so good and so weird and I love it so much I don't think I've actually ever seen it oh my god we have to watch it like it is so good I mean it's weird but I think it's it's so good (laughs) so I've seen Pan's Labyrinth which I think is like almost like the horror version of it right oh it's not even the same no Pan's Pan's Labyrinth is good, but Pan's Labyrinth is very different. Is that one Guillermo del Toro? Yes. Yeah. So that one's like a very serious movie. That's during... That's also another movie that I really like. See, I really like the weird movies. Laura always makes fun of me for this too because like I just like fucking weird movies. I just like odd shit, you know? And so I just like those kinds of movies. (laughs) So I really like the one too. Um, What was the one? This one actually did win an Oscar. I think it won Best Picture. It was another Guillermo del Toro movie, the one where that woman falls in love with the fish, the sentient creature fish. Oh, uh, what is that one called? The Feeling of Water or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. That one is very weird. Yeah, but I like that movie. I think I recognize those. And I definitely recognize, like, David Bowie as that character. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, iconic. I love Jim Henson stuff, though. And, like, like I love the Muppets. Like, any Muppets content, I just eat up. I love yep. it. And so I just feel like the humor is so good. I don't know if uh, the Labyrinth is like this at all, but, like, Muppets humor, it's so good to me because it's, like, it's not offensive. Like, they're not... There's no people at, like, the butt of the jokes, really. Mm-hmm. You know? There's no, like, group of people at the butt of the jokes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not just like stupid jokes i feel like they're like clever 
jokes that aren't yeah. making fun of anyone and that's like the best type of comedy to me i i like that too because i mean like i'm not a pranks fan i don't like pranks because Mm-mm. i don't like people getting hurt and i don't like seeing people feeling like embarrassed or embarrassed or anything. Yeah. yeah i hate that and i'm like that's just like not funny to me like you're just like causing mm-hmm. somebody pain but it's just, if it's just being like silly and if like you're at the, like the person giving it is at the book of the book of the, the book of the joke what the heck is that <laughs> Um, <laughs> the butt of the joke. <laughs> yes, then that's funnier to me. Yeah, that's what like impractical jokers. What they say is like they try to make a prank show where the joke is themselves. Exactly. They never try to like make fun of someone else. Yeah. It's just about making themselves look stupid. Yeah, and I feel like we like that because we're just like empathetic. Wait, empath empathetic. Yes. Oh my God. Why am I saying I said empathetic? You have no words in your brain today. I don't. Because literally at first when I was saying that, I so badly wanted to say telepathic. And I was like, don't <laughs> say it. I was like, it's not telepathic. We're just very telepathic people. So exactly. we don't like pranks. <laughs> Make whatever sense of that that you will. Oh my God. That's why I literally said empathetic because I was thinking telepathic. Oh my God, dude. I'm well. Okay. So what's your freaking best picture pick? Oh, okay. So mine is for a good time call. Classic. I love that movie. I mean, we both love that movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's about two girls who hate each other, but they can't pay for rent in New York City. And so they start a phone sex line together and then become friends along the way. And I love it because like... And they were roommates. And they were roommates. But they're the whole like story revolves around female friendships it's like funny and i just love the visuals of it i Mm -hmm. I guess i'll talk about that a little later when we're talking about some other like discussion points i just love like i want to live in that apartment it takes place in new york city which i just love anything that takes place Mm -hmm. in new york city it was just also one of our i don't i think why we loved it so much too was because it was one of our we had like a Walmart pretty close to our house when mm-hmm. we were growing up. And so Natalie and I would always go there and we would like pick a movie. If anybody remembers this from like the dollar bin, like it was just a bunch of DVD yeah. sets. And I'm pretty sure we got it from that bin. Oh, and then really? we got a bunch of candy. Yeah. And we bought candy and stuff because we used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we would just go in the basement and watch movies together and have like a sister movie night. So yeah. that's where this movie comes from. And that's why it means so much to us because we just freaking love it. Yeah, it was like a perfect like sisters like movie night and then mm-hmm. it was just like a girl focused movie and I just love it. The main woman in it, Lauren some Seth Rogan's wife, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Oh. Oh, I'm stupid. Lauren Rogan. <laughs> oh, is her last name Rogan? Yeah, Lauren Miller Rogan. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she's in it and I think she was the main like writer and executive producer. She's so funny, and um, she's Seth Rogen's wife, and she was also the mother in How I Met Your Mother. No. No? Different actress? Yeah, different actress. But close. Uh, the mother in How I Met Your Mother is also in Palm Springs. Do you remember that rom-com with um, Andy Samberg? Yes. That's another really good movie. That is a really good movie. For anybody who wants a good quality rom-com... That is just like really funny, but also has those good moments that you just feel good on. Palm Springs. I think it's on Hulu because it was in a it was a Hulu original movie, I believe. A really good one. That was from like two oh, yeah. years ago or something. Kristen Melody. Mil Meloity? That's her name. Yeah, she's really good. 
I don't even know how we got onto this topic. I guess just talking about movies. This is very movie-centric themed already. And I think we got here because we were talking about watching Star Wars. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, that's where it was. All right, so rewind back to that. <laughs> what is that from? What do you mean? It's just rewinding sounds. But, I mean, like, <laughs> isn't that in a movie or a show or something when they go... <laughs> Maybe? Oh, never mind. Delete, delete, delete! <laughs> Connor does that to me all the time where I'll just say something. And then he's like, what's that from? And I'm like, my brain? What do you mean? I say that to you a lot, too. I guess you're just, like, <laughs> funny or something, whatever. I feel like I just have a lot of one-liners that sound like not something a normal person would say. <laughs> so it has to be from So it has to else. be a quote. <laughs> <laughs> it just has to be a quote from something, because what normal person would say that? <laughs> I know. I wish I remembered what it was, like, the other day. Oops. So what else have we been up to? Back to that. <laughs> yeah, back to that. Um... I've been a pickleballer lately. We've been playing pickleball a lot because I got paddles actually from my like work white elephant party. Oh, really? I didn't know how that, that that's how you got started. Yeah, that's how I got them. And I mean, I had played it like before that just for funsies, you know. So then we finally broke those out when we went to the beach a couple weekends ago. And then now we're like, you know what? Let's just go play pickleball. So we've gone, I think, like three times now or something to a court nearby, like 15 minutes away. That's so fun. It's literally the whole time, Kian just doing so much better than me. And then me having to run around the court, getting the ball. And after like three games, I'm like, should we call it a day? And he's like, not even broken a sweat. He's like, I haven't even taken one step. Literally, because it's just me running back and forth all the time. But also, he has a foot on me. Like, what am I supposed to do? That's not very nice of him to be, like, standing with one foot on you. (laughs) At first, I was like, what are you talking about? That's funny. (laughs) That was such a dad joke. Yeah. Oops. He's a foot taller than you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not much I can do about it, but I'm trying to get good. And then we want to join the league someday. Oh, my gosh. Ambitious. Yeah. Because then we're like, well, with the both of us, we can be undefeatable. We can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unstoppable we can, no that's literally like he and described it he's like we'll be a formidable force like that's oh how we're God. gonna be i don't know what makes you think that <laughs> i don't know either oh, my, oh gosh. my god what have you been up to and don't tell me about the show that you've been watching what <laughs> i'm just saying because you always talk about the shows that you've been watching that's like your latest thing Okay, well, I have something different, but I also was going to talk about a show that I've been watching. I knew it! I knew it! Okay, what? But I'll start with something different. So okay. I've been playing Jenny Lee Clue, which I love. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. So let me start out with what it is. It is a game that's on, I believe it's on like PC, Xbox, Switch. PlayStation, Switch. I think you could play anything. I think you can even play it on mobile. Really? Um, I was seeing, yeah. So everybody, you have no excuses to not download this game. But it's super fun. It's like a, you're basically playing as a little girl in a mystery novel, kind of very Nancy Drew-esque, like kind of takes place. Vaguely, it hints that it takes place in the 50s, but they don't like outright say it. 
Mm -hmm. and um you're like a little girl who likes to do mysteries and the author it like switches back and forth between being the author and then being the little girl like the author wants to keep the book just very light-hearted low stakes mysteries and the little girl is feeling bored and wants to take on like a more intense case and the author is getting pressure from the publisher to do a more intense case and so then it kind of like fall into a intense mystery that sounds so fun. Yeah, it's super fun to solve it. It's like lots of puzzles. I'm usually not like a side scroller puzzle kind of gamer, but I'm really, really enjoying it. I think because the story is really good. And so even the parts where I'm just sitting, like even if it's not a lot of gameplay, like I'm just sitting there pressing enter to get to like the next bit of dialogue. I'm still really enjoying just learning, like hearing the story. And then the puzzles are complicated enough that they're keeping my attention but easy enough that I'm not getting frustrated. I've only had to look up two so far of how to... I try to not look up gameplay at all while I'm playing a game because I want to just figure it out on my own. But I've had to look up two things of like how to solve it. You gave me such good advice with that because when I first started getting into like playing my Switch when I got it a couple months ago, I literally was playing like a puzzle game and I had asked you, I was like, okay when is it acceptable for me to look something up? And you were basically like, when you're not having fun anymore, like who cares? Just Mm -hmm. look up if you're not having fun anymore. Yeah. That like changed my brain so (laughs) much of like how I thought about playing these games. Cause I was like, this is for fun. Like nobody's forcing me to do this. So it's like, if I just want to freaking look it up, I'm going to look it up if it gets too hard. Like I'm going to just do it. Yeah. No one's going to grade you. Like, obviously I want to like make it a fun little like challenge thing, but Mm -hmm. The fact that I had to text you, I was like, when can I look up how to do this on a video game? (laughs) But I feel like especially with video gaming, there's so many people are like, you're not a real gamer if you don't do this. Or like, you know, there's so much of that. And it's like, so I could understand thinking like, oh, I shouldn't look it up because Mm -hmm. then that makes me not a real gamer or I didn't like finish the game on my own or whatever. It's like, no one's going to give you a report card on how good you were at that game. It's for fun. Yeah, I finished that game and I was like, nice. Then deleted it. And I was like, that was it. (laughs) But you need to play Jenny Lake Lou. Like, for real, I'm going to bully you into downloading it because it's so fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. No, I I bet I will. I, I don't know. I've been going in and off of my Switch playing, even though I downloaded that game. Um, what's it called? Bug Snacks. But I haven't really liked that much. But everyone said, like, you had to get into it a little bit more and then you would like it. But I'm Mm. getting to the point where, like, I'm doing all of these random, like, quests on it. And I'm, like, I'm not having fun trying to figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe I just give up too easily. You should try Jenny LeClue. See what you think. Although one big disclaimer I'm going to say with this game is that I heard it ends on a huge cliffhanger. (gasps) You don't find the ending of the mystery. And it came out in 2019 and a second one hasn't come out yet, but the creator, cause it's an indie game. Mm-hmm. So the main creator has tweeted that they're working on it, but they're still a couple of years out from finishing it. What? Yeah. So he tweeted that in April. That's a long time to wait. I know, but it is really fun, but I've heard that it ends on a huge cliffhanger. I think I'm getting close to the end. I've played about nine and a half hours. Yeah, I looked up something and it said it's like eight plus hours. Yeah, but on their website, it says that it's a 10 plus hour game. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends on how fast you are. 
see, for me, that will take 20 plus hours. So it'll last me a long time. (laughs) So maybe by the time you finish it, the second one will be out. It's true. And then I'm going to talk about a show that I've been watching because. Oh, God. Shut about the show that you've been watching. This one, I need I'm put. I need to say it. I need to make an announcement. Fine. Okay. The show is called From. And it's about a family who's like going on a road trip and they there's a log down in the road and then they take an alternate route to go Bro, around it. Bro, you've talked about this. I did? Yes. Um, Where they're stuck in the town and then they can't get out and they're trying to figure yeah. out. Yes, you talked about this because you got you called it them at first, and I was like, "Didn't you just talk about this?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's actually called From." Okay, well, the show's called From. The first season's on Amazon Prime. The second season is on MGM Plus, but you could just do a free trial, which I just realized that I forgot to cancel my free trial. (laughs) Oh, then okay, I'll watch it. Fine, if you insist, and I'll use your account. Classic, but it's really, really good. We just finished the second season on sunday because it just the last episode of the second season came out on sunday and it was so good and i'm terrified that it's gonna get canceled and my heart can't take that after the wilds getting canceled oh so, yeah please, that is please, heartbreaking please, when please go watch show. it please 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 because <laughs> i need everyone to know about it because it's really really good uh especially if you like stuff like lost or like stranger things or Things like that where you're is like, it I have scary no idea at all? what's going on. It's terrifying. Okay, bro, I can't watch that. You know I can't watch it scary things. It gave me really bad nightmares. And okay. It used to give me really bad nightmares. Then, but No, so I'm not good. watching please. that. I'm absolutely not watching that. Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't you Everybody tell me it's watch scary? It, no, I'm not watching that at all. Please, please, please watch it. <laughs> okay, yeah, even are you freaking kidding me? When you look this up on IMDb, that is the most terrifying fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. No. Please watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it I mean it does sound really interesting, but I'm like It is. But it is Oh my god, very- wait, it has the main guy in it is from Lost. He was in Lost. Yeah. The Right? It's by the same creators as Lost. Oh. It's very Lost-esque, but more horror. Dude, I don't know if I can handle that. I know it is pretty spooky, honestly. But it's so good. It's really, really well done. Anyway, shall we move into our structured little chit-chatting? Yes. So this isn't, we're just giving, this isn't like a structured thing, but we just put down some questions just so that we had a couple of little discussion questions for us to chit-chat about. Just for fun. We're trying to do like a more casual episode this time. Yeah. So our first question is, what was the favorite book that you read from last year? Should I go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. So I was looking through my Goodreads of my books that I read last year and I two like really stood out on my list as like books that I absolutely loved. So I'm going to already cheat on the first one and say that I have two books. Nobody's grading you. It's okay. Exactly. This is all for fun. We're just literally everything's for fun. Yes, I like to structure my whole life around everything being fun all the time. Exactly. Nothing matters. Yes, it's not that serious. It's just not that serious. So they were both actually Halloween books. And I really like, I don't actually get the full subscription, but I always keep my eye on Once Upon a Book Club, the book boxes that they do, because they do some like fun ones. 
So for Halloween every year, they do a spooky and a sweet Halloween box. And so both of my favorite books from last year actually came from I got the spooky and the sweet. And both of the books were amazing. And so they're actually both my favorites. So the sweet one was The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. Oh, you've told me so much about that book. I loved it. It was so cute and cozy and sweet and... I just loved it. It like gave the best like cozy witch vibe ever. And then the other book that I loved. Oh, and that one is by Sangu Mandana. And then the other book that I really loved was Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. And that was a scary horror book. Sorry, guys, but I love horror stuff. So I'm going to talk about it a lot. And that one's like a haunted house book. And I love haunted house stories. And so... um. That one is really, really good. And that was like the first book that I've read. And I read like a lot of, I I really like horror. So I've read a lot of horror books in my time on this earth. And that one was the first one that like genuinely spooked me out. Mm-hmm. And so it was Which really I good. think it's really impressive when a book can like spook mm-hmm. you out, you know? And I've only had a few books where like I've st- like stayed up reading it and I'm like... <gasps> I don't want to go to bed because it's just like so spooky. I like I, it was one of those books where I was like I needed to know what happened, so I like stayed mm-hmm. up and I finished it really fast, and I like stayed up yeah. late reading it, and then I was like, why did I do that? Yeah, and I think it's like so impressive when an author can make something feel really spooky just through their writing because it's really easy. I mean, easy. I'm saying that again. It's not like I'm a freaking director or anything, but like through movies, you have so many more avenues to make something like the lighting the like pre- like the landscape of things like to make it feel more scary to you versus just writing about it yeah and i feel like with movies and stuff it's like the between the visuals and the sound mm-hmm. it's very easy to create at least jump scares you yeah know, you have like loud sounds you have creepy sounds like you know it's easy to kind of create those scary moments but a book you don't have sounds or visuals Mm-mm. so it's it's tough to create a really good creepy book and whew, that one did creep me out but the story was really good and I was like I was absolutely like gripped to the story and the pages mm-hmm. see I might be able to read a creepy book like that you know you should maybe give that one a shot then around Halloween time because mm-hmm. it was so good and it's like a haunted house book and so it's like I don't know I feel like haunted house stories are just such like so I mean, Halloween it's classic Halloween yeah it's classic mm-hmm. So my favorite book that I read was House in the Cerulean Sea. Mm -hmm. You made me read that this year. Yeah, I made you and mom read that. Did mom finish it? I don't know if she did or not. She's the mom that's not finishing books. Yeah, she hasn't. Mom, text us if you finish that book or not. (laughs) That's a test also, I guess, to see how long it takes (gasps) for mom to listen to this episode. Oh my God, that is a true test. Okay, let's not say anything to her. about us saying this so let's see if she's gonna listen to this and if she'll text us sorry everybody you're gonna be here for that you guys are gonna be in on our little experiment you're gonna be in on the experiment (laughs) yeah I loved that book I thought like I that just felt like such a really like you said like fantastical really cozy story to me and I like Mm -hmm. really loved it and it had um so I will say there's like a lot of there's some controversy around it and it has some deeper meaning to it because it ha- the 
author T.J. Klune got inspiration from Canadian Indigenous children who were at boarding schools. So he got the inspiration from that. So a lot of people say, like, it, he didn't really pay correct homage to them and, like, really mm-hmm. give them the right, like, story. And it's really a sugarcoating of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that is something to keep in mind. And it's always good to know what you're reading and, like, how mm-hmm. – like, what the inspiration and stuff is. But I still think the story was really great. And I think it shouldn't take away, too, just from, like – it, I mean, it's really good writing. Like, he had great writing, and I think it's just, like, it was a really good story, and the character development in it, like, I absolutely loved. Like, I loved all of the kids in it, and, like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a really good story. Yeah. The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches is actually a very similar vibe. Mm-hmm. So, if you like that book a lot, I definitely suggest Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, too, because Ooh, it's a very similar type of, like, type of story and, like, the same kind of, like, cozy vibe. Okay, so next is Best Board Game. So, I'll start with this one since you said yours first last time. Mm-hmm. My favorite board game, oh, so we kind of divided it into, like, for a group and then for people who like actually like like board games and stuff Mm -hmm. so i love monikers monikers is so much fun i can't take credit for this natalie introduced me to monikers and she also wrote monikers so she'll be saying that in one second but (laughs) we both freaking love monikers and I've every single person I've introduced monikers to, they absolutely love it. Like all of my friends have bought the game now and they all love it. So it's a great time. It's a good like it's a good like group party game. I mean, obviously people have to pay attention. You can't play it if there's like 50 Mm -hmm. people at a party or something, but it's a good like group game. It's a good like icebreaker game too. Like if you are playing with people you're not very familiar with, it's a good like one to get people to like loosen up when they're in a group of people that they don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then I would also say, I mean, just classic board game. I love Catan. Mm-hmm. I we've been playing that since like high school and I will never forget when it was like me and two of my high school friends and then you playing Catan at our kitchen table. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I was just a little sheep farmer the whole time and you know what? It works for me. I'm always a sheep farmer <laughs> and I win that game a lot of times and it's so much fun. Yeah, that one is a lot of fun. I do enjoy it. I feel like that one really depends on the type of people you're playing with since it does involve bartering. Mm -hmm. Oh, Natalie and Connor visited us a couple months ago and it got freaking heated. There was a huge... Yeah. (laughs) There was was an embargo. (laughs) There was an embargo. There was a huge war between Natalie's country and then Connor and Kian's country. And I Connor didn't even and Kian- like mean to start you this didn't. war. I was just being strategic. It was the obvious choice. And Connor and Kian did not like that. No, they did not like it because it prevented them from getting all of the stuff they needed. Meanwhile, I was raking in my sheep and raking in my <laughs> hay, just building settlements all over the place. Building your empire. <laughs> building my empire. And you guys were just waging war against each the other. The only time that either of us care about building our empire and hustle culture is in Catan. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, I also put down for my best like group game monikers because it's so good. 
Mm-hmm. And then I also said Mexican Train is really fun. It's if you haven't played it before, it's a Domino's game, but it is really fun. And I recently played it with like a group of people who some people had never played it before. And it was another fun, just like relaxing, very chill game. You can have like yeah. an active conversation during it. And, you know, it's not like it doesn't take a ton of active thinking. You know, you could just be talking yeah. and hanging out. It's a very good chill game. And then for like my intense board game people, I really like Hogwarts Battle or really any deck building game is super fun. If you've never played a deck building game, I highly recommend it because they definitely take a little more like you have to get to know the cards that are in the in the game first before you can really get into it. But then once you get into it, they're good. I was going to say, I'm not sure what a deck building game is, but would that be like Dungeons and Dragons? No, that's an RPG. That's role-playing. Oh. Deck building is, for board games, are games where, like, you're usually either playing against each other or playing against the board, and you're doing it by building a card deck and using that to play against each other. So another one is, um, I think it's called Here to Slay. Slay! Yeah, Here to Slay is another deck building game that I really recommend, and it has super cute, super cute, like, little art on it. And it's super fun but it's another one where you're kind of like building your deck and but that one you're competing against other people hogwarts battle i like because everybody is playing together against the board and so it's good for competitive groups because you're not competing against each other so you can maintain your friendships (laughs) (laughs) that's always important when playing board games it gets very heated sometimes yeah so do we want to talk about our best vacation that we've taken and then our dream vacation that we've taken sure or that we would like to take yeah wait did you say dream vacation that we've taken that we've taken yeah <laughs> doesn't make any sense that i think don't i'm make starting no to get sense. tired <laughs> i am too okay let's rip through these so my best vacation was probably hawaii and saint bart's because for like very different reasons but also i'm just I'm sorry to say it, but I'm just a tropical vacation early, and I you always are. will be. Mm-hmm. I love a good white sand beach. I love a good drink in my hand. I love snorkeling. I love warm water. Like, what more could you want? So those are both my favorite vacations. And my, I mean, again, my dream vacation would just be any tropical beach. So, I mean, I for a while really thought I would want to go to the – um Maldives but one of my coworkers said she just went and was like not impressed so hmm. interesting maybe like what's the other one that's around there I don't know but something like that hmm. okay so I originally wrote down that my best vacation was when we went to Alani on Honolulu or on Oahu and I'm changing my mind I really did oh. like Alani because if I'm going on a tropical vacation I want a lazy river and good drinks. Yep. But I, as you were saying that you're a tropical vacation girly, I was like, I'm not a tropical vacation girly. I usually am like, a, I want to take a lot of tours. I want to go to museums. I want to do stuff like that. And I'm the type of person where I like to come back from vacation exhausted, like more exhausted mm-hmm. than I went on vacation because I'm like, I want to pack everything in and get a lot of stuff done while I'm taking a trip. And So I'm changing it to my best vacation was when we went out to California a while ago 
And we did like the road trip down the coast. Oh. We went to San Francisco and like spent some time there, like just exploring the city and having a good time. And then we drove down the coast and we spent a couple days in LA and we then went down to uh disneyland which was super fun because we're east coast girlies so we go to disney world so going to disneyland was fun and different and then on the way back up because we flew in and out of san francisco we went to monterey which was super cool too and we got to see the monterey bay aquarium see i loved that too because i mean like i am an animal girly too and Mm-hmm. Save the orcas. Obviously, everybody knows my orca obsession at this point, but I freaking love aquariums and all that shit. Yeah. And Monterey Bay Aquarium is a research aquarium. So mm-hmm. it's like very pro animal. It's not like going to SeaWorld or something. Exactly. We support aquariums and zoos that are accredited and mm-hmm. good places that aren't just for entertainment. That, oh, research actually, facilities. How, yes. How I saw to know if it's actually a good zoo, too, is that if you sometimes go to the exhibit and it doesn't say, like, oh, nobody's in here, but it, like, no, no animals in it, because that means they have a place to go elsewhere than mm. just being on display all the time and being, I mean, that's, obviously not like a steadfast rule that you can always be like oh they're not here so that means it's a good place but it's like a good indication that like they're not just always they on have display. hiding they have, spots yeah they have a place to go if they're feeling like overwhelmed or anything mm-hmm. and then my dream vacation is doing i would love to do like a three or four week long vacation and just do all of the uk Like, I would Mm -hmm. love to do, like, some time in London and some time, like, exploring the rest of England and then go up to, like, Scotland and potentially Ireland. Like, I would love to just explore, like, the whole UK because I also really like royal history. And so I Mm -hmm. would love to see, like, especially, like, Tudor era history. I feel like, like, there's so many really good museums out there. I don't know. I've never been to Europe. And I feel like... The UK is where I would want to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will also add an addendum that I, aside from just like a tropical vacation thingy and one of my other favorite ones, I loved our vacation to Seattle when we went. Oh, yeah. When we went to Seattle, that was great. That was like, I remember leaving that and I was like so filled with joy of just like how much I loved it and how much Mm -hmm. fun I had with us. Like I thought it was amazing. We kind of ha- that was one of the first vacations that it might have been the first and only vacation that me and you have done together that wasn't along with our parents. So we just got to do our own thing. And yeah, that was super fun. Just being able to do our own thing as adults who like we could do whatever we want. And yeah, we got to pick the stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that w- we really packed a lot into a really short trip, which was nice. Yeah, it was awesome. That was a really good trip. OK, so last one. This one's kind of just like a fun thing, but let's talk about the last thing that we searched for on Pinterest. Yeah, baby. So this is going to be very obvious what I mainly use Pinterest for, but (laughs) my last searches were buffalo chicken dip, easy dinner recipes, and then a bathroom remodel. (laughs) So (laughs) very obvious what I use Pinterest for, which is mainly looking up recipes. Yeah. So my last search was backyard ideas and romantic home decor because I mostly use Pinterest for just like home decor inspiration Mm -hmm. and 
gardening inspiration. I didn't really have a lot of space to garden just for like on my patio. But I've been really into looking up like romantic home decor lately because I want my house to look like straight out of a rom-com movie. Yeah. I feel like rom-com houses always give off just like the best like cozy, cute, like they do. curated cut clutter kind of decor which I love you know I don't like houses that just look like or you know interiors that just look like perfect clean sterile you know it's like I want it to feel like cozy and lived in but like curated clutter that's what I and so very much like Nora Ephron style interior I was gonna say you want the apartment that meg ryan had in you've got mail you've got mail yes yeah that's yeah. what you want mm-hmm. or um parent trap like the parent trap uh her england townhouse that was beautiful that yeah. was amazing but also see i feel like i'm on the other end of the spectrum where like you're elizabeth's vibes and i'm more like chessie's vibes where i want like that that's kind, kind of, of like, like a perfect description of our two styles yeah where I'm more like those vibes and I want like like my ideal house. Like I would freaking love like all of the greenery. Like I want sage green walls and I want to mm-hmm. have like beautiful like black and white tiles and just like make it like I want like a greenhouse and I just want – Oh my god, I want a greenhouse so love, bad. Yeah, like I just love those greenery vibes and it just mm-hmm. is like so cozy to me. Yeah. Not to, like, make any generalizations or anything, but I feel like what the girlies really want is just, like, a cozy little house with, you know, a greenhouse, a garden, a library where you Mm -hmm. can, like, have all your books and a comfy chair. I would die for a library with a comfy chair and then drinking Mm -hmm. a latte or a little – like, I just want to drink my little iced coffee sitting in my greenhouse – or not even my greenhouse, I guess, like, a sunroom, reading a – on a comfy chair, reading a cute mm-hmm. little cozy book. That's all we freaking want. By a uh, candlelight, you know. It's like, that's what the girlies want. Mm-hmm. And so, that's the kind of vibe that I have been looking for on Pinterest lately. That's our dream. And it's hard to find it. When I search rom-com house in Pinterest, <laughs> nothing really comes up. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, you need to find what that style is called. Yeah, I need to find... So that's where I was trying with, like, romantic home decor. Mm -hmm. But that was very shabby chic. It was, like, almost there. Oh, okay. I could see what you mean. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that I want, like, pinks, but we'll get there. If any of you guys can think of good search terms, let me know. Yeah, true. Well, I think that's it. Before we end this episode, so we're going to be taking a little break for the summer just because we'll be busy with stuff we assume Mm. that you guys will be busy having lots of fun and soaking up the sun and probably not listening to podcasts very much and so we will do a new episode for our book club episode and that will be give me the date sister i think it's like august 16th or something so next episode will be august 16th so just like a little breaky just a month and a half yeah just taking the summer off and then Our first episode back will be our book club episode and we'll be staying active on Instagram and TikTok. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, keep paying attention to our socials because... Yeah, everyone go follow us on TikTok because we're going to be putting a lot of effort into that. I'm saying that now and you know what? We better freaking put effort into it. So now we have to. We manifested it out into the universe. We manifested it. We're going to be making TikToks and doing fun, cute, silly, little, goofy, girly things on there. Yep. So that is actually one of the reasons why we're taking a break is that we can really focus on like our socials and trying to like build more content on there and kind of gauge like what kind of content you guys want. So if you're listening to this and you have ideas of like what kind of stuff that you want us to do and yeah, if you made it this far, thank you guys for listening. Um, we yeah. really appreciate it. We love you. 15 episodes in. Yeah, baby. Look at us. We're podcasters. Whoa. So we will miss you, but we'll also be posting on Instagram So I think that's enough distractions for this week and make sure to follow us on Instagram at the easily distracted pod for more content picks and updates. If you've been distracted by anything, send us a message about it. Maybe we'll cover it in a future episode and new episodes are usually posted every Thursday, but not for a little bit until August. Stay distracted.